thing for a while Been in this thing for a while You don't even know my pain You can't even match my style You don't even know this game Been in this thing for a while Been in this thing for a while Been in this thing for a while Yeah Light humor. So let me ask you, Mo, because this this is a perfect question for you. <laughs> <laughs> do you leave the house with those socks on, bro? Like, do you do the sock? Do you do the slides? No socks or the, the uncle sandals, the leather sandal joints, just no socks. Do you do no. that? You got to that age yet? <laughs> You're a raw dog. The, the world. The, clo- like the, the, the closest to the raw dog with the toes out is probably. Like, like the kind of like the Yeezy Crocs, Adidas Croc type deals. Like, if, and that's literally if I'm about to run to the gas station, for me it'd be like I'm running to the gas station. I'm about to get a coffee because I, I didn't, I didn't get that when I shopped, and I, I just need a coffee real quick and come back to the crib. That is, I mean, I'm not shopping that way. I'm not running errands. I'm not even really, you know what I mean? I'm literally, I'm about to run in here, get a literally get a coffee, come back to the crib. That's it. Ain't no barefoot. Like I ain't. I, I, I'll go to the pool like that. Yeah, the pool cool. Like you out on the beach or something. We was in the group chat today, and the nigga got mad because we he ain't even old as me yet. Talking about hmm. he be raw dog in the world like that with his feet out. I said, bro, you too young for that. He got mad at me because I was like, I said, bro, do you go out with your wife like that? <laughs> dog, they don't understand. Like toes out is like a vulnerable thing, bro. That's crazy, bro. It you is. Out with no shoes or socks on, like that's that's crazy. I, I look I at people so weird when I see that. It, it always amazes me. It's certain nationalities that you expect to see them and i leave well, I, that i know which one but, that I, I look and i'm like okay it's about that's a three yeah, it's about three yeah, it's about three yeah i know yeah yeah it's about three groups of people what you see there but us black, us not black men like mm-hmm. bro you gotta it gotta be like the uncle sandal age before you get to that you, got you know to. the grill sandals when the nigga yeah. rocking them i can see that. yeah because you but at that age grilling then you got people on. the home grilling you know, you at that age you just don't care because look that's what i was gonna say that feet, age you, you don't care bro mm-hmm. you gotta have lotion and shit on your feet like i get mad at pedicures and still like you have to like there's additional maintenance you're gonna have to take if mm. you're going out with your feet out, bro. And I just ain't ready. I ain't at that stage in my life yet. Man, shout out to you bro. for having, doing the petties, though, man. That's, that's pretty. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. You, that's real. You should do that, bro. That's a dope I, shit. I, man. I, I, remember, I, y'all feet, know my bro. problem. I, it's, it's, I, I may be all right when it comes to that because, like, when I get massages. Oh, you ticklish. Yeah. But I, but I can, when they do massages, I'm not. They good, it's, though. Like, I, I mean, they, they know how to. They know how to yeah, do it. Yeah, because. It's probably like only with my wife or something. I don't know. It's probably anticipation, some like yeah, all like kind of mental. Like, yeah. little Chinese lady start touching your feet and shit. You ain't even gonna feel. You gonna be. They gonna do that thing. They do that job. Yeah, I may, I may get into that have, at some point. Yeah, should try it one time. The other one I have is hilarious too. I was with my barber and uh, we rolled up the street to a, a the opening of a barber shop. <laughs> it's just funny. I never oh. thought about this until then. Yeah, it was a new barbershop was open. He was going up to the holiday some of his homeboy. The niggas, they ride motorcycles. So it's maybe, it's too far to walk, maybe 10 minute drive. So it's a quick little drive, but too far to walk, right? 
mm-hmm. <laughs> and he up there he mingling and shit and I was like I'm, I'm they got you know ready to go with my social meter for the day I was ready to go so I was like well how long was you with him I was up every 30 minutes I mean all together I'm saying with haircut every all day oh yeah, yeah I, we had been together for a minute yeah, so. okay yeah, it may have been a couple hours, and uh, I was ready. Yeah, like you said, go to the crib. But the funny, funny thing that came up, and I promise I never talked. So I was, I told him I was like, bro, I'm gonna go, and he left too. I was like, bro, you ain't gotta leave. Could have stayed up there. He was, shit, all them niggas ride motorcycles. I ain't getting on the back of no motorcycle. Oh, oh man, bro, man, he, he was like, I walk these. I didn't even think about it, bro. At me right. when he said it, it made perfect sense. Cause it was either you gonna walk for three miles, which is about an hour walk, or I don't think he got Uber because he ain't really tech savvy. And nigga, mm. of course it don't take much to use it. And some niggas is like they yeah, use yeah. And he was like, bro, no, nah, I can't stay up there, man. <laughs> he was like, cause I I would have had to walk home. And I was like, well, why you just wanna add? He's like, man, all them niggas drive motorcycles. What would it take for you to be stranded for you to hop on the back of a bike? Or would you walk? Uh, it it had to probably like. You not doing it. I don't know. As a grown man, no, I can't think as a grown. But I tell you this: like one time in high school, we got me and my brother got stranded at a at a, a homecoming or some kind of party it was way out we told our parents we had a ride and that party was rocking and it was late mm-hmm. and it was probably like midnight you know what i mean and our parents yeah. obviously they sleep we was like oh don't worry about it we thought we was doing we were upperclassmen and so like i'm asking and our ride is like basically like they can't take us home their car's full or whatever it's like bro we thought we was we thought we were set so now he's asking all his friends i'm asking whoever whoever i know and so he's like man i think we're gonna have to ask mom and dad i was like bro i don't want to ask because i knew they was about to be heated do not call them at midnight in high school well, right. bro i've been there buddy that moment would have been a moment where i would have been like all right i'm hopping on the motorcycle yeah <laughs> yeah that definitely would have been yeah. maybe in high school you're right because we, yeah. we wild we wild in high school you don't really think that but as a like, grown man nah I, walk. I ain't even gonna hold you that's crazy that we as men are like that because i had really never considered that until he said that we were talking he's like bro because what are you gonna grab on the back of you gonna grab like, the shoulders that's what i was gonna say bro. Uh, under the stove there's like, no way that you're gonna feel comfortable <laughs> as a man riding on the back of a bike bro and that's crazy. That is insane. Nigga will walk an hour, three yeah. miles before you take a 10 minute ride well, it's on the, the back of a bike. Again, <laughs> it's the vulnerability exposure. This positioning of how my knees are is hey, a problem. All of it, bro. It's like, a problem. okay, like, I'm not hopping on no bike. I, it's, I walk yeah. I catch y'all there, bro. Yeah, Sorry. I mean, like, yeah, you remember we used to ride bikes, though. You get on the pegs, at least you can stand up and put yeah, your hand you on your homie's shoulders. You're like, you're cool, yeah. but like, motorcycle ain't built like that. That's, that's funny bro That's a funny thought right Cause yeah. you as a grown man You never thought about it You're like bro I, The nigga have to order I'll call somebody To order me an Uber If I didn't have Uber Before Maybe I so. on the back Maybe so nigga bike. <laughs> Yeah Anything but I might get on the bus What does that say about us the back of an, That's crazy That's what I said too That's what is that? that is, question We are nuts That huh? I asked like, him I said what do that say about us Cause I agree with you yeah. I know 100% What you're saying But I still in a way Know that's fucked up I know <laughs> and, and I've been in positions Where somebody Would look at it In that like That way Or it was like I'm not offended In my masculinity You know what I mean Or however it's been looked at But for some reason That You know what I mean Think about how you Even gonna ask a nigga Hey bro Let me get a ride Up the street Bro like, What nigga You get the fuck out of 
I, I can't even. And then it's like, hop on. You mind running me up the street, bro? Like it's like, bro, like it's like, all right, bro, hop on the back. And then it's like, uh, like, what do I hold on to, bro? <laughs> Like, you better have one of them little side cars. Or you know how some people bro. be trying like, to hold on with their hands at the bow like you can't even do that. You'll be yeah, thrown. Yeah, know, bro. Nigga. I don't know, bro. I, I, too, I don't even want to ride a motorcycle, even if I'm driving it, though, to be honest. That's just not a thing. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'll do the four wheelers and shit like that. But yeah, I may do something like that, yeah. That's crazy. All right. What else you said you had something lighthearted to? Uh well let me let's bring it in on the check in like won't you bring us in I I'll, I'll bring it in within the, the check in it's not so lighthearted but it is something oh okay I got you absolutely man well, y'all know why y'all are here glad y'all were able to tap in with us another week in the books chapter yeah. sixty three looks could kill Mo what up what up y'all ain't had Fridays this good since Fridays was this good and we bike super in the producer saddle. podcast extraordinaire Mo how you been this week man. I have been good and thank you for that. And Spike Glue, if you ain't heard, if you didn't know, now you know. This brother's everywhere. So I'm glad yeah, to be right. your partner in this space, brother. Uh things are good, man. Uh job is good. Uh my wife is really starting to show now, and I'm just I get so mushy about it. Um uh, get nervous at all is the second one kind of like a walking apart. It's not a walk, nothing's ever walking apart when it when it comes to this because it's so nerve-wracking. But uh, I'm enjoying it more because I'm I'm at the age where I can appreciate everything. Like when we when we were pregnant the first time, I was 24, and so I'm like, bro, I'm in my mind. How am I gonna figure this out? What am I do? What am I? I'm, I'm stressing. Okay, I gotta get another job. What do I? You know, now I'm like, okay, I got more wisdom, more patience. Look at her beauty. Enjoy this. Look at her. She's carrying your son. She's carrying life in her. Enjoy it. You know what I mean? Enjoy this process. Make sure she's. I'm just enjoying it a lot more. I mean, I know that's kind of, you know, being a man, it's always a little different, but I'm enjoying it a lot more because I can not put a million stresses on me while I'm thinking about her delivering our child. So it's been pretty good from that aspect. Um, but I'm getting real sensitive here lately, bro. I don't know what's going on. Does that happen? Did that happen the first time? I was at the first time. I don't know what was. I mean, I was I was probably like that way, but it's, this is a different kind of sensitive I cried for the first time in a long time watching watching something. Uh, what was you watching? Man, for I, if I spoil it, sorry, y'all. But I was watching All American, uh, the original, not the Homecoming. And spoiler alert: if y'all ain't seen it, then y'all want to fast forward. But like, so the father on there, Tay Diggs, uh, a big pivotal character. The whole episode is going really normal. He, you know, he he he's going to he's a high school coach now who went back to Crenshaw. He's he decided last minute he gonna stay with the high school, even though he had a college opportunity because them boys needed him, and he couldn't get a hold of like Spencer and all these things, and and they was on bad terms and everything. So the bus ended up the wheel busted, and so they got in a real bad accident. All the kids got out, they were scratched up, beat up, but they were good. There was one kid that was left in the bus, and the bus was hanging off a cliff, and like they was looking at us like like coach don't do it. And he went in there and saved the kid, but they didn't even show him so. Then they flash from that to the kids, his kids walking in the house with the tears, and they had the music going. And I was like, "Bro, they really did it. They, they, he died." I, bro, the re- realization that kicked in is like, we're all gonna have that moment. It just hit me crazy, bro. I had to take my glasses off. And then they, and even coming into the next episode with the funeral, I was just like, "Oh, 
I'm folding clothes. I'm stopping. Like, bro, I just like, man, what is going on with me? It was an ugly face cry. Nah, it. Was it that? (laughs) No. (laughs) Maybe it might have been. I mean, it was a smooth like. Nah, it was really a smooth one because it was just like tears are just running. They were just coming down, and I was just like taking it all in. I was looking around the room quietly, just taking it in, bro. Like I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, what is going on with me, man? So yeah, but it's good to cry. I, I, I encourage black men cry sometimes. It's really good to get that out, that uh, that outlet for real. Yeah, yeah. What happened when you don't want it to? It'd be somewhere oh, in some random happening. <laughs> yeah, you won't be able to snap out of it. You're like, man, well, I can't. Um, yeah, what about you? What's been to take things in? What's um, been going on with you? Um, still trying to get to that workout routine like I wanted. Man, didn't work out as much as I wanted to last week, but okay. still working on it. It's a work in progress. Other than that, just this, man. How's the food choices? Guys on the press. Solid. Okay. Okay. They're okay. Okay. Went okay. as much pizza. Went okay. As much pizza last week. Cut that out. So still All right. had some burgers and fried chicken and shit. So <laughs> got to start getting my salad game going. That like, salad like, game, yeah, is the vegetables and shit like that. I know. It's I never feel like it. Once the end of the day roll up and. Yeah, once the end of the day roll up, you just never feel like it. So. it yeah, I, I feel maybe you. I saw a meal prepping or something like that. Do you meal prep? Um, sometimes what I'll do is I may start trying to do that. Also. What I'll do is if I'm cooking at the crib, I'm going. I'm going to get. It's it's very hard to do. I think, but like if I'm cooking at the crib, I'm making something for tonight, and I'm already trying to make the other thing for the the lunch. Because I know most times if I eat this tonight, I'm not going to take it tomorrow either. I like to break up the leftovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll, if I'm cooking and I'm in the mode, I'm cooking. Sometimes I got to cook something separate for our daughter. I may be cooking and then I'm like, okay, I need to pack my salad. So I'm doing everything in one swoop. So while this is on the skillet or boiling, I'm getting my lettuce, everything put up, boom, everything. So if I'm in that zone, I'm almost in my head like chop kitchen. So I'm moving, like getting in a, for real, like getting in a zone. Let me get this and that at the same time. So that's probably the only way. But I ain't never got dedicated like three days down the road. I would like to, but I just... You know, time. <laughs> Too much planning for me. Like you, like you said, time is just whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah. Other than that, same old, same old. Good man. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, but I wanted to bring up something, something really interesting. Uh, my dad. We had a conversation, and my father, Big Reese, friend of the show. Yeah, he was on the episode. Y'all can go look that up. Um, he'll be back for a part two at some point. Uh, kind of a new discovery this week. Having a conversation with him. Um, what's not talked about a lot amongst black men is we we normally a lot of our experiences been we ain't have a father in the house. That's a lot of the experiences, but some people do have fathers, and so we always think if you had a father, your trajectory is going to be this versus if you didn't have a father, your trajectory is this. But we never talk about having the father but not being present, and that is a weird area that a lot of times because. I kind of went through a form of that in a way, but talking to him, like him just kind of telling me about my grandfather, it's like when he got called to the ministry, like he said, like, we really, we really didn't see him like that, like at all. He said maybe an hour out of the day. And this is my whole life. And so he says, by the, so he's like, I didn't see him. He was really strict. You know, we, you know, he took away the holidays, so we couldn't do no holidays. 
Uh, so it's like it was just not a good experience. So by the time he was ready to get out the house, 17, he was married to my mom. And by the time he's 21, he had three kids. So you imagine not really getting those gems and things from your father. Then you're immediately a father. And then by the age of 22, your mom dies. The only real influence that you had. And so, man, it just took me through a deep cycle of realizing why I knew I wasn't getting things from my dad because I knew he didn't get some things. I just didn't know the specifics. When we talked about that on my way to work, bro, it resonated so deeply for me. And it makes so much sense to everything I look at over my life. It all just kind of oozed out. So it was just it made something more sense to you and like, like why these tools that you feel like that he should have gave you once you got old and realized that you didn't have them. Like, how did the conversation come up? Like, how did you realize it? What were you guys talking about? It's so random. Like, we, I just never know when we're going to Same thing with my mom. Like, you might experience this too. You never know when y'all going to just get into this deep bag of conversation where you just talking about everyday life, a TV show, and then randomly it just gets there. But, like, because even my mom was talking to me something deep, you know, with my sister when she was a baby. That was a deep one. But, like, with him, I don't quite recall, but somehow, I don't know. I don't remember how we got there, but. He, he he was talking about his like man yeah I was talking to my brother and you know I was thinking about something and he was just like you know I realized some things about my dad like I said so then how was it when y'all got older because when he got sick he was like well it was it started to get a little better but it was only better because it was on our terms now he couldn't tell like like my granddaddy was like really strict from what it sounded like like if he go to the bathroom like everybody go to the room close the door I was like, I never heard nothing like this. Yeah, I was like, whoa. Like, he was really, like, locked in on, like, some, you know, different. You know, I, so it's... His generation ex- was different, man. Because I grew up around my great-grandparents, which would probably be, like, his parents. Age. Yeah, yeah. I remember, <laughs> yeah, they was different. I remember <laughs> some of the stuff that they used to, like... It never... My great-grandmother never really bothered me. Like, but I had two younger cousins... They stayed there and like went to school from there like I did. She used to get them hell. Mm. And that bathroom made me think of like she <laughs> she used to, and it's probably just like from where they come from, she used to tear off the squares of the toilet paper and put it on the tub. Like, this is what you need to use. Like, don't use no more toilet paper than this. Like she whooped them before behind it. Wow. Like she like like she like when she go in there when somebody leave out the bathroom, she go in there and tell maybe four, three, four squares. Like make sure you don't use no more than this. And it'll wow, be a big that's deal. That, you're right. You're right. Like you are crazy. so right, bro. Like that, bro. Like it's, it, it was crazy. But again, like she was my great grandmother. So my grandmother's mother. Mm-hmm. And we all we used to go to school from over there. That's how I met. All my friends, and that's where I grew up at, like in that neighborhood around her. But I was, I never really, I don't know what it was, but I never, between either her or my grandmother, they never really like disciplined me. They left that up to my mom. They whooped the shit out of my cousins and stuff. <laughs> they never really, it was like, well, I'm gonna tell your mama when she come around. So oh, that's like, huge. Like whooping somebody other kids. Like my mom, like went all the way off on like my dad's sister, my auntie, mm-hmm. and she whooped like my sister. Like that's that's why like yeah like it's it's it, it gets real tricky. I think that's probably what happened with my mom and, and grandma. Like that probably conversation happened before I was coherent. Like don't be whooping my son. Mm-hmm. And I think that just carried over because I know my grandmother never touched me. Neither mm-hmm. one of them. Like it was 
it was all love and it's definitely a conversation I'm imagining. Somehow, <laughs> ask your mama next time you talk to him. And I ain't never really talked to my mama about it, but yeah. I do know that something happened. And I'm gonna get into it in one of these questions when we're talking about this week in Looks Could Kill when we're going over your first learned behaviors. Mm-hmm. But I know really early on. My mom was really independent, and I get into what that has to do with one of those topics. She was really independent, and I know that that came from somewhere as far as her and my grandma probably getting into it at, at some point in time. Mm. Like it was always with her. I don't need nothing. Like I ain't coming to the event, the family event. I stop in and leave out. Oh, like, don't man. call me and ask me. Yeah, no like that was my mama right then. I yeah. know that came from somewhere, mm-hmm. and I ain't never really asked. Oh man, this is a family. This is a family uh, gym right there, man. We got to see the baby too, so it ain't no Ooh. telling what happened. You're right. So yeah, I don't know. I hope you can remember because you don't listen back. First. Yeah, she left out the house first, and I listen. If I don't listen back to it, remember which one. That just remember to ask that. Like like next time oh, you I'm call your mom. Yeah, okay. It's like hey, because did you? Because you? Did, I'm, I'm imagining you did something that warranted a whooping at one point, right? With them. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, all right. I, I, I just <laughs> okay. I figured. I was like, I know you was independent on your grace, but I was well, like, it, it you... didn't never, it never resulted in a whooping. You might, I might right. have got a little hand slap or something like that. But the all worst right. thing for them to do for me was call. They threats to me was I'm gonna call your mom. Gotcha. Like that was what. Like it was never like I'm gonna whoop your ass. Like I'm gonna call your mom. Yeah, and that would get me all the way together. Yeah, that shit. That's good. That's power. That's all you want as a parent, right there. That part, yeah. like you want them to have that hard gulp. Like, all right, Thanks, yeah, nigga. that's it. I'm gonna get you all the way. I'm gonna get all the way right. Don't make me call your daddy. Oh, you know, you want to have, you want to be that dad. Or they be like, don't make me call your daddy. I don't call daddy yet. That's the that's the dad you want to be. Do your daughter? Do your daughter do that for you? You don't got this. No, I, I I think she knows. It's it's just different because she knows me. Me and her mom have different snaps. You know what I'm saying? Like her mom got that snap where I'm gonna be all the way up on you. Like why don't rice wherever you at? Now nah, pick this up. Now nah, get that. Now nah, just like our classic mama style. Like and then after that, make sure you do this. And then when you're done with that, you know that type of style. My type of style is it's gonna be calm. Then it's then it's gonna be like you know what? All right. <laughs> I'm about to like you're gonna now you're gonna hold books, you're gonna hold mm. some books, and that's something. Oh like yeah, or or oh this or the, or the, that, bro. Mm. I don't even do it that often. Like I do that when I'm at top level frustration now. Like I'm like you know what? All right, I get some real thin ones. You don't even need much. Just the fact that your arms are, yeah, and stretch them straight. Like I mean, you talk about immediate tears, dude. It's like oh my arm, uh, like. Mm-hmm. So you know, you gotta hold it like that. You know? Yeah, you gotta get, you gotta get creative. It's just like you, you, you just need to understand it's not a plan. And plus, it's like I don't really want to whoop you at this point. At this point of time now, like I'm at that point. I don't think now. I could whoop my children if I had children. I ain't got children, so I know yeah. a lot of people with children probably roll their eyes. But I don't think I could whoop my children. Yeah, some people say that. I mean, I, I never, I, I never had that sentiment. Like when people are like, oh, my daughter, or, oh, my kid, or I never had that because I grew up with it. So it wasn't yeah, never. I grew up with it. So I, mean, I don't know. I, I just never. I, I feel like that was close to like slavery and shit like that. So that's like learned behaviors. I feel like we far enough removed from it, and we smart enough to do stuff that could discipline children where you ain't got to beat their ass. Like I don't really know how much that that's that solves. But again, it's coming from a nigga with no kids. Right. Well, you know, I, I will. Like I, I may change. Yeah, no, yeah, nah, you might be like, you know what, this little, yeah. nigga, this little boy. And I think what it is is I think it shouldn't be first result, but I think what a lot of times happens to kids don't have a filter at all. Like grown ups have a filter. So before it comes to okay, we gotta throw hands, 
there's a lot of filter that kids will go all the way to 100 every time after you just told them not to and it's like bro i told you not to i took your game i didn't put you in a corner i didn't did this now this is my version of throwing hands let me go get the belt so it's kind of that equivalency even though i get like what you're saying i think what you're saying as far as the toilet paper thing or like how we are we've all been there was like you're getting whoopings over little things that you look back it's like this is not even that deep like you know that's that kendrick song from damn uh he kept saying she said i'll beat your ass if you this i beat your yeah i was like dang when he said that i just felt so bad because i'm like i've all heard that before bro it's like i get you something to cry and if you still crying i'm still i'm gonna whoop you i'm gonna like you whooping my ass telling me to be quiet that's bro that's an episode right there yeah see i i I agree (laughs) with you in the sense it's probably that like the small stuff but me being an overthinker my concern would be um if i told you something three four five times like are you it's gonna sound do i need to address your mental state like is something going on in your head where you're not comprehending what's going on i would be more concerned about that before i whoop your head it's definitely not like, i told you something <laughs> but I, I see i'm overthinking i would think yeah that. like it, it gotta be something wrong because yeah. it ain't no way i i, I would be like ain't no way you just sit here and heard me say this and you did it anyway Mm. But I've been a kid and I know we do that. Yeah, too. it's like, bro, I, I'm not hearing you. <laughs> You're saying it, but I'm not hearing you, Dad. <laughs> oh, that's funny as hell. Yeah, man. man. Hey, I hope Spike uh, finds that lucky one that they be able to procreate. I hope that's still on the agenda, but we'll see, man. Hopefully. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe one day, man. Yeah. A couple things in the news before we get into our topic, Mo. Um, yeah. Did you get to listen to your man's album, that Drake album? No. You listen to it. Did you see the back and forth, the rhetoric between him and Joe Budden? Uh, I seen what y'all sent me. <laughs> Just that like post. Yeah. Well, this is it. more so. This is more so a content thing, so you'll still be able to speak to it. I just want to explain the scenario to you, mm-hmm. and then as a podcast, a content creator, you can kind of give your opinion on it based on that. What happened? Of course, the last episode that Joe Budden did, he gave his thoughts on Drake's album. Um in the midst of giving his thoughts it sparked a response out of drake drake went and wrote a four-page letter mm. mad in his feelings calling joe a failure amongst other things and mm-hmm. that happened on i want to say that was maybe monday something like that maybe sunday monday joe's podcast comes out on wednesdays the normal podcast for the public usually drops on wednesday this time since it was a wednesday and i'm going back and forth with the biggest artists in the world no free podcast this week <laughs> come, on, come on over to patreon buddy you guys want to know what i said to drake it's a 25 dollars tier you can sign up there as a friend of the show tier you still won't get it but you can at least show your support but if you want to hear what i said to drake you got to sign up to my patreon for a month as a content creator how do you feel about it I don't see a problem. Mm. As a consumer, how do you feel about it? I mean, you know, you you know, Nipsey Hustle, bro. I just think Nipsey. Like, what is it? Pay to play or whatever? See. It doesn't it doesn't bother me because I have catalog. I'm I have catalog, dude. And not only is Joe on his own show, Joe is jumping around from time to time doing interviews and conversations with other podcasters too so if you gotta skip out this week then do it but it's like i'm not mad about that bro you got how many free episodes excuse me you mad about 25 dollars 
could be 500 episodes. what do we talk we got he got multiple errors errors of the joe budden show podcast bro yeah get it, it it's hard get for it. you and i it's hard for you and i to disagree with that because we we know the game the story like behind it Mm-hmm. And even I've said, <laughs> my man said he was like this real junky behavior right here. Trying junky, to junky is crazy. Okay, junky, junky behavior. Oh, junky. Reference Joe's old drug dealing and using days. And he oh, was like, Drake said like, this. No, 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 my old boy said this. He was talking to me about it because <laughs> again, he ain't signed up to the Patreon. Like everybody's been talking about this. People were anticipating what he was looking to say. As a consumer, I was upset about it because I wanted to hear it, but. As a content creator, I get it. It's like you say, like Joe's model in podcasting is subscription. Some people have advertising models, which means they get paid from ads and sponsors. Some people are subscription based, which means they make the bulk of their money on subscription. Some people sign their deals like Gilly and Wallow, which means they get money from a provider, somebody who like Barstool who signed mm-hmm. the podcast. A lot of different ways that you can make money. Mm-hmm. In Joe's case, and I'm I hope people are interested in this to listen to podcasts. But in Joe's case, driving that subscription number up through a spike in interest is the absolute correct thing to do in business. As a consumer, again, I was pissed. I wanted to hear it, but I'm not paying $25 to hear it. I don't really care that much. I'm not engaged. I just enjoy <laughs> Joe and the team and the squad. Mm-hmm. I ain't paying 25 just to hear what he said about Drake. That should be somewhere someday and I can hear it. I ain't that pressed about it. But for the people who are, what it does is now you're signing up for the 25 bucks now you may see something that you like and continue to shop and stay here what that does is help me because like you said i got 560 free episodes bro i pay producers people that do writing i pay the, the, the video dude i'm paying to get this shit edited and i'm not asking anybody to help me with that i'm just asking you to support me sometimes and this is one of those times so i get it but I just brought it up because he's been getting a lot of backlash for doing that. Been called a lot of shit. I wanted to address it here, see what you thought about it, man. Nah, this is this is Joe Button. This is, y'all want y'all want him to release the album. This the album right here. Oh, yeah, album. I'm hearing you went in, and, and again, it'll be out on YouTube in about two weeks. I ain't got to hear it today. He'll have another episode on Sunday or yeah. whatever it come out. But why not? But, but 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 why not pay for it though? Why wouldn't you pay for it? You you rock with him. I, I listen. To, yeah, I listen to too much stuff to to. Designate that so he don't have a pulse on it like that for you. No, he does. That's what I'm saying. They put too much. I'm never gonna get to this stuff. I there would be no reason for me to pay for it. He do two podcasts a week now, and I can't listen to all of them. Oh, okay, Okay, that's different. Maybe an hour, two hours. But hey, I I don't know. He put like three, four drops out on Patreon a uh, week or whatnot. And he got the videos. I don't even. I don't watch podcasts. There's another conversation that we were having about it. It's like the video verse. I don't watch podcast videos. I listen to everything audio. I, I don't watch anything on YouTube. Yeah, no, I'm, I, don't, I, don't, yeah I don't either. Yeah, no, I listen I to them while I'm doing something. And where I feel like I'm doing two things at once. So the only reason, if, if it were, I felt like I wasn't getting enough of it, then of course I, I dropped the 25. I love to support people because I know how this business is. But I don't need it. Like, there's nothing behind that paywall that makes me just like well, I'm gonna sign up for that because I get enough of it. You do a three hour podcast on Wednesday, a three hour podcast on Saturday. That's six hours. Mm-hmm. I may listen to four of those. I don't need no more from you this week. I'm good. I listen to books and I got other podcasts I listen to. I got TV and sports. Is there anybody? That I watch. I'm doing podcasts. Is uh, there anybody that could pull that move? And like I'm paying for that. 
Because you're not really into albums as much these days. Obviously, podcast is the medium. I buy an album. I would buy an album, though. I would buy an album. I haven't in a while, but I would. Um, is there anybody that could put something behind a paywall? I, I pay for an audio book. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Audio book was about fifteen ninety nine. I pay for that. Okay. I pay fifteen ninety nine for Audible a month for one credit. If there's another book that pops up that I want, I'd buy that. Yeah. Okay. Let me uh, ask. But a podcast paywall. I don't know. Because right, I wonder who. I what is your so. favorite pod? I guess that's that's where we start. Like I gotta Probably listen to this. My goddamn Patrick, I listen to him every day. It's a sports guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got this like communal thing He and his producers talk It's a sports based podcast But it's like music They talk about different stuff It's white boys just clowning around you I got it. plenty of white boy podcasts to listen to I yeah, ain't gonna say it, plenty but I got a few But yeah this is I've been listening to this But the thing about this one is I've been listening to this for at least Before podcasts even thing And you like on the radio talk radio I've been listening to Dan Patrick for at least 15 years Straight Like every day he dropped three hours a day, 43-minute podcast, like, every day. Vacation, whatever. I listen to that every day. That would probably be my favorite. The next one would be probably Joe Rogan or Bomadi, Bomadi Jones. Bomadi don't even do podcasts no more. I'm not sure yeah. what happened to him. I pay for... Bomadi came it. out with a subscription. So, well, he do. I, he just got let go, I think. He, if he came out and was like sign up for $9.99 a month I'm going to drop four podcasts it's the only way that you can get it if you go to bomani.com I sign up for that oh, I, I 100% do that. I, I fuck with Bomani that much His Damn, but not Joe no because wow. again like I said one is not Joe all, all the way by himself Bomani usually mm, talks right, about right, shit right, that right. I want to hear him talk about Joe got six other people that he talking to, and then mm-hmm. they get off on shit that sometimes I don't want to hear about. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes them niggas just on there being dumb. Like it, yeah. it, it's a lot of stuff that goes into it. it wouldn't be Joe. <sighs> Maybe Joe Rogan. I listen to Joe Rogan every time he drop it for at least for about ten minutes just to see what the person is talking about. And then if I like the topic, I'll stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Joe Rogan is another one. Every time it drop, I at least check it out. Let me Joe ask Rogan, this. Joe Budden, and Beaumont. If is there any error? I keep saying error. Error. Mm-hmm. Of Joe, the Joe Budden show that had had a different because it almost seems like he it, it's oversaturated. Too many people, too no, much. No, I like it now. I ain't gonna lie, I like it. I like the I know you say you like it, yeah. yeah. But, but I, well, you probably like it now more than any any time, would you say? Yeah, this is my this is probably my favorite. Your favorite era because I like I like Ish, I like Ice. Did you like it better with like just them three though? Ish, Ice, and, and no, Joe? because I think Flip adds something to it as far as comedy and then. Male is just male. I, I guess you need a woman's opinion too. I don't yeah. know how she would really fit with them sometimes. But I mean, she there. Sometimes she keeps good insight. Yeah, she can come I over don't here. Hate her. Yeah, she can come. She can come, come over. Come over and sit with us. Another week of books. We about to expand. Have an elevating conversation amongst black men and black man, women. My T-shirt back on here, man. You feel me? <laughs> hey, yeah, we like, this. What about you? Yeah. Is this something that you would pay? Like is it a podcast uh, content that you I, pay I for? tell you what I, I paid for that Rory and Maul When they gave that response To Joe back then It was probably like Five dollars I mean, It was five dollars I was like I gotta, I gotta get this in So I need to know Cause we already had Joe Looking crazy on the couch By himself I said I need to hear They side They've been silent They've been quiet It was five dollars uh, I was excited about it It was cool Got to get some details So I, I, I'm I'm here for it Because that is my form Of purchase at this point I'm not gonna pay, I'm not gonna buy Really an album Hardly like uh, I'm not going to really buy a DVD or a Blu-ray or a movie dang near on 
you know fire stick or whatever like it's it's really hard to find things i'm gonna purchase from a content standpoint uh but if i'm into it yeah like even when they was doing a joe budden versus uh brilliant idiots moment when they were going on each other's pod at that time like if they were like say hey y'all going to get both responses y'all had to pay i would have paid both of them at the time because i like that but now it's like i mean i don't even listen to joe or nothing like that but uh i just i, I think it's the brilliant idiots Nah, I don't listen to. Nah, I don't listen to either one. It's it just, it. it just you kind of outgrow it. I mean, you get used to the people, but I, I, I'm at the, I'm at the stage where I just don't, I just don't care about industry people talking about industry people. I'm an everyday person, so now yeah, it's like, like different. Random regular stuff. Yeah, random regular stuff. Like I'm an everyday person, so I just I found myself. I'm like, it, it, they, there's an art to it, but I'm not an industry person. I just think I think all you niggas is lying. I just don't li- I don't care to hear industry rich people talk about industry rich people things and I'm just a, a spot a fly on the wall getting some insight on what's going I don't even care no more bro I'm so in it I'm so in this grind I'm so in the grind of us having a child I'm so I'm I'm I'm, I'm elsewhere now I, I used to have time to care about that stuff I don't care about that no more bro what do you consume like what's everyday stuff like is it content to help you with parenting is it stuff to help you with podcasting is it just like uh fiction like what what do you consume that interests you uh what i consume most times is i watch television you don't watch the news you don't watch the news i definitely don't watch the news but i watch <laughs> television and then i'll if i have a podcast that they kind of have conversations about the television show i'm watching that's where i'll go i'm cool with that it's just being in tv a, shows that you watch yeah i try to line it your, probably your comfort show yeah so i try to line up that on anytime yeah and i'll line it up like if i'm watching something new i almost will have to check if there's a pod first almost before i watch something new dang near because i'm at that point where i like to if i can't have a conversation with people i want to hear people talking about it so that that's kind of the hand in hand podcast with the television consumption we'll watch a movie every here and there i'm in a nostalgia bag real heavy so i'm really in a nostalgia podcast things that make me think about my childhood things that bring joy and smiles to my face it's a love form of escapism, but it is what it is. I just saw a movie that you love. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, that movie that I sent you and Rich in the chat. I watched it last night. That shit. Was the violence thing. I yeah, uh, uh, the most violent year. I won't even. I won't even tell you what I thought, but it, it's definitely something I would love to know. Once you see it, for us to have a conversation. Based on what I said about, is it, is it really violent like the title? It's a most violent year. I, I'll give you that. And it, to to spark your interest in it, think Tony Soprano, but not mobster, but just trying to figure out the sanitation business. Like this guy was in, he was in like something similar to the sanitation business. He was trying to make sure his trucks was right, trying to buy some shit, grow his business. People was robbing his trucks and shit. So I just want to matters into his own hands. <laughs> That's what I want to get your opinion about. That's what I want to get right. your opinion. We about. need to find a medium for this too. All yeah, right, yeah, because I want Rich to see this too. This is really, this is a decent movie, and I, I have some thoughts about. It, but I want to know what other people think about. It. It's called the most violent year. It came out in 2016. I can't believe I missed it, hey, bro. You know, it's, it's it's you see the market. But just to put a bow on it before we move on, I know y'all y'all want to get to the real subject, but we gotta the algorithm. We gotta touch all of those things. Uh, I I would say I think Joe. It is kind of with something like this, it can't come off like hustling backwards because you're oversaturating yourself in a way. You put out six hours a week, uh, you got six hosts. You know what I mean? I think it's like there's a there's a 
brilliance in a gym to once a week. There's a, I mean, there's even more of a hustle with the twice a week, but I think there's a brilliance to. I mean, but he's elevating obviously the podcast formula. Yeah, that's all he do. If he's yeah. still rapping something, I would say different. But I think this is good for him because, like, again, you, if you're based on a subscription model, those numbers are gonna go up and down. You, you know what Joe should have did? I'm sorry. What's that? I hate to cut you off. Joe should have. He should have literally brought back all. Of, remember them disc records he had for Drake? They did. That that, that was part of the show. Uh, Cause I was about to say, bro, they those play, uh, same they play, same. Bro. They play sleepers at the end of the show. Dog, everyone's everyone's yes. sleeper. Yes, he said something about Parks. Parks had the sleeper with the was the Joe diss out of Joe's sleeper was his diss about Drake oh. and Ice sleeper was his diss. Petty. Now that's right. Yeah, because though people sleep on them disses like. He was cleaning Drake up. Like that's not that's not and that I, he and Drake was my favorite rapper at the time. But I was like, bro, he better do something. And then he just like let it ride because I think he knew. Like he was cleaning him up, but it was funny. Huh? It wasn't nothing, it wasn't nothing Drake could do. Nah, it would have been he would have been reaching down, punching down. But still, like, yeah, that was smart. Real good play. Like, don't forget, we ain't forgot Aubrey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they definitely. I saw the track for the sleepers that they played for that episode, and it was definitely all of those songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Joyce was fire out. too, boy. He put out about four songs. Yeah, he was on his neck, man. Uh-huh. He, he, he was, he was back, waiting back, for man. that. Been about five days, man. Where y'all at? Yeah, where y'all, where y'all at? at, man? Oh, that was a good time in rap, man. That was a good time. That was, man. Oh, that was okay. the hardest shit Drake ever said, man. That, that was. Paul, Bro. That was the hard. That was the hardest shit he we said. Nigga, you downstairs like a football team. Nigga, y'all go there in the room. Like, <laughs> bro, y'all was going to bed. Don't get me started about Drake. Like, <laughs> said, nigga, y'all heard us down here, nigga. Damn, like, boy. It's their time now. Yeah, that's what everybody say. Like, yeah, that's bro. Like, say. that's the best Drake. The petty. I'm rapping. I got better things to do. But let me give you this yeah, for a moment. That's the shit, best. Dude. Drake, like, yeah. Anyways, I don't want to go on my. I almost, I almost had a Drake podcast some years ago, y'all. Quiet as kept, but I didn't do it. Do that. (laughs) Not knocking your skill or anything. Nah, it was just gonna be like a. It was gonna be like a track breakdown. Like I was gonna each episode, I gonna do two track breakdowns, breaking down lyrics, breaking down scenarios. It was gonna be. I had a whole concept. I designed the whole thing up, but it never happened. So anyway, enough Drake and Joe. uh, (laughs) What's the name of it? Like the. that was a that was a Kanye that was a Kanye podcast. Yeah, that's, that's why I got inspired I'm from slipping on the name of it. We used to talk about it. Uh, <sighs> you put me on one. He did one about your boy too. Uh, oh, you talking about? Oh, you're talking about uh, dissect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dissect. Yeah. One on Eagle too. Yeah, yeah. Dissect. It wasn't gonna be quite that level. Like I'm going deep and finding historical notes, but it was gonna be like catching the bars and the scenarios and trying to like piece it together to real life it was gonna be something dope because i i was doing this fake radio show that i was anyways y'all want to hear all if y'all want to hear that y'all can dm us uh, another week in the books no spaces on ig if y'all want to know more about <laughs> mo's journey to this point of podcasting or not whatnot but absolutely but yeah all right before we get into the topic man again if looks could kill can't wait to see what you cooked up with this mo are you well i mean you're watching the news have you seen anything that's going on with the war in israel yeah, Palestine and Israel's. Yeah. Oh, you you have followed that. Yeah, that's in your teachings, right? Yeah, because you've studied the Bible. That goes back to I imagine you. Yeah, you. So you've seen things. I imagine people saying stuff. I imagine. Oh, I'm, you. I'm, I'm. Yeah, I'm. Uh, when stuff like this happen, I, I I like to know the history. Shout out to Dan. You know, Dan. 
Oh yeah, get in his bag. Yeah, Dan was really. Oh yeah, no, Dan. He yeah, he yeah, super clear. Dan is very well studied. I absolutely. He he got me beat by far. He was giving me some history. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some other people sent me some stuff. I saw some stuff online. Did you have any thoughts about it? Hey man, he's on his way. He won't get us canceled. (laughs) He's on his way. That's it. Jesus on his way. Y'all know where I stand. That's what I'm gonna say. That's that's it. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's interesting. This go ahead. I'm sorry. I will also say, not just to say that only, you know, I stand on that, but also it's just it. It really put me in a depressed bag, too, because of. I I never look at I never look at us because we're American, we're exempt. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like these are people's kids, bro. These is people's life. Like, like, could you imagine like a bomb? You know what I mean? You're running Schools errands. Bombed in America. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, I just can't. And I hate it because it's like the human in me wish I could do something. But it's like, who am I? I'm one little man in this this state. Over it's it just hurts my feelings because I I it's, it's sad that why do we have it so good, so to speak? Even though we know black people got their own struggles, even in this country. I hate to see. That type of thing. I just always be like, man, why does evil even have to be here? Like, I just, it, it hurts my feelings. But anyway, go ahead. It's interesting that you say evil because I feel like that I'm, I'm not copying pleas for anybody, but I feel like both sides would call the other side evil. Okay. Just based off all the stuff that I've heard yeah. and the mm-hmm. research that I've done, I feel like both of them kind of have a, nah, y'all started fucking with us. Mm-hmm. Nah, really, y'all was fucking with us. And it's just been going on like that for thousands of years. What's been most noticeable noticeable to me, like you said, feel sorry for the people. It's, just, it's very disheartening to see it. How much money that water makes, though. Like, this shit been on every fucking channel. All this stuff has been dedicated to it. The ratings go up for news programs for CNN when war is in, which means people going to buy more ads. So even in how they frame the conversation as to where we just got to talk about it so much before we anything anybody does anything or offer any help we just got to talk about it let's talk about it let's talk about it some more let's talk about it some more because that generates so much money for abc nbc cbs cnn fox news so that, to me that's the biggest thing that i take away from because you can't look at any one of those channels i know you don't watch the news but even right now in the background of ABC World News tonight special live from the Gaza Strip the, the what's going on and like every news place is over there and it's it, it's sad it, that's the focus versus figuring the fuck out the world is it just it's so it's the ugliness it's just I get it I mean people go to war things you know I just I don't know. I, I don't. I told you. I, and for those that are listening, y'all, be on the lookout. I'm going to put out some unreleased conversations amongst me and Spike, uh, just because. <laughs> so y'all be on the lookout. Y'all never just keep your eye on the Tuesday feed or something. But I've spoke about it before. I think I want an unreleased conversation where it's just like I don't like. We watch Sopranos and we do a, a review podcast. Good earners. And it's like, to some extent, I be relating to Tony when he talk about depression because, but not all the way to his extent, but like in my own way, because it's like, it's like, bro, how are we supposed to process all these things? This is where we're at. You know what I mean? It's, that's why I just struggle. It's like, well, you just turn the, turn the TV off and go on about like, 
I don't I just don't know how to pro that's part of why I don't watch the news. It's like literally like the very end of AJ Soprano where he's like the fact that these things can happen and you know nobody cares. When you talk about the terrorists and stuff. Yeah, it's just like I have a hard time with that because I don't I don't be looking at like oh that's them over there. Oh that's them. Can't that's leave behind. Yeah, yeah, I, TV. Yeah, it ain't just TV, bro. I don't know what to do with because I'm a human and I just I don't like seeing people bullied. I don't like seeing people really get hurt. And I mean, let's say I mean, if you're doing some evil, like you know, you know what evil we talk about, like rape, you know, those whatever, you know, we talk about that. But like, I just don't like to see. I just want humanity to be loving to one another. But I know that's not realistic. I know that people have differences and that people get passionate and it it can get violent at times. I just. I just wish it wasn't like that, bro. I, I take it personal all the time. And I don't know how to process. That's why I don't watch the news. I, I don't know how to process all of these things. And knowing I'm living on that same globe. This is not a fantasy. That's why I watch TV versus that. Because I can I know that's happening on the show, but it's not it can be based on real life, but it's not real life. It's a show. I can turn it off and understand that it, that's not the reality. But when I'm in the news, the news, no more fiction, bro. We in reality. That's why it's hard for me to. Pro- People can call me soft. They can call me weak. It, whatever you want to call, it, it's like, man, bro, you need to toughen up and you know what's going. On. I can call me whatever you want to call me, but I understand. It's like in my mind, I can't have so certain things in there because I, I, I always feel like I'm on the deep end. Like I can't tell people like I'm I, like bro I was, you know how many times I've said maybe I need to try some antidepressants or lithiums or something like because bro you know what I mean like I like I don't know how to pro- this is my daily thinking like I told we talked about so, this stuff yeah does it, it sticks with you yeah yeah interesting and I don't know where to put it I don't know how to act I don't know I don't know what to do period. All the way from there, all the way here, like we talked about on our protest episode, seeing one of us or whatever, you know, it's I, I, I know I'm not alone in this. I know there's a lot of human beings that would relate with this. It's like they don't know what to do. So instead of trying to figure that out, like you said, we escape. Look at tying episodes together. You you, you go to escapism because you don't know what else to do. And that's the journey that's of our whole life, really. It's That's interesting. I understand what you're saying, but I don't think that I really deal with that. And I don't know if that's narcissism, that's detachism, or whatever it is. Like, I can look at this stuff and just be like, damn, man. And it, of course, it's fucked up stuff do bother when you see it, but as soon as I cut the TV or something off, it's like, all right, it's out of my head, damn it. Unless you know, I feel like that I can do something about it, or I can have a conversation, or I can, oh, I can use this for the podcast. Me and Mo can talk about this and how I affect people. Is he and I having a conversation? People listen to it and they may get something from it. Mm-hmm. But as far as I'm gonna send a care package over there, or I'm gonna adopt the kid and get him a dollar a month. Like that shit never crosses my mind. You know, know but you know, I think it's because it's your journey. You know, your journey, you know, being an only child, being solo, being the boy in a family, being the, you know what I mean? I feel like your journey has always, I could be wrong. This is just my observation, but your journey has always been solo, so to speak. You've had partners and people to work with, family here and there, but your journey has always been solo. So now it has shaped your, I feel like you're thinking in your past. So the world to you is based on how you want to see it in that solo vision. But I think when that expands, it's like if you if you do choose to get married, if you do choose to have a child, now it's more layered. Now it's like, okay, 
I'm focused, but I still kind of got to keep an eye over here because that's my wife. I got to make sure yeah, she's out here. Take care of. Yeah, she's exposed out here. So even if even if I don't care about things and it's just me, now I got to kind of care about this world because it's her. She out there, or now my child out there, and I think that that's kind of probably some of the difference. I mean, I'm sure there's people that are like single, don't have kids that are just super passionate about everything going on too. But I think that seems like that could be a possibility of this is how it's always been for me. So to expand on why I should care about these things, it seemed like it could be maybe a stretch for you. Yeah, that's a good observation. Um, and you're pretty much right. And and that may be, Subconsciously why I don't have A wife or kids Because mm-hmm. I know that I'm that way yeah. And probably one of my biggest fears Or probably even problems that I have In relationships or friendships is Because You said with kids and your wife You, you got to do that with friends too You got to do that with business partners You got to. I almost feel like most of the people that I deal with Look at me just like you said well, I mean, he's going to figure it out by himself anyway. So mm-hmm. I ain't going to exert too much energy in being a partner. And he ain't going to exert too much energy in trying to make me that. Mm-hmm. And again, that's not even just relationship. That's whatever type of thing that you're doing when you are working with someone else. But yeah, I do pretty much carry myself like that. And it's yeah. probably subconscious from all of the only child stuff, like you said. So yeah, I agree with that. I hope it. I hope it. I, I do. I do hope that expands for you because. I hope it do. <laughs> no, I mean seriously. Like, I, I mean, because I think about you a lot more than you probably know I do, and mm-hmm. it does at moments concern me. Like us building like this friendship brotherhood, it does concern me at times of the connection to just the next individual next to you. You know, I, I know you, you're very, you're a very focused man. You're a very strategic you're very uh, strong minded um, but that does concern me at moments I'm like I hope that he has that where it's like I'm just I'm gonna willing, look out for my brother I'm gonna even look if I don't yeah people. I'm just gonna look out for my brother I don't know you but I I would like to hope somebody would do this for me that didn't know me you know what I mean having that kind of thought Absolutely. Day, you know that that's just you know just something like that I I, I mean Getting to talk That's to one you. thing that I will say. Like you, the long part you're right about, but what, what I a place that I'm at, like sometimes I feel like I can be too nice, or because I'm gonna believe motherfuckers at what they say. I'm gonna take them for where they are. With like, I'm not looking at you like, oh, he's trying to shuck me or get over on me. Like I'm take you as your word for it. Like, you ain't got no reason to lie to me. And with that being said, yeah, I, I, I can overextend myself to friends or people who may be trying to get on. But I'm not even looking at them like that. Mm. Nor do I let it affect me in my next relationship. So to your point, I'm pretty sure that if you ask anybody that knows me or and you had brought that concern, they would be like, nah, not Lou. Lou gonna make sure like you ain't gonna do no shit to leave you out. But like, I mean I'm talking, about, I'm talking about yourself. who you don't know. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like even if you don't know. Like I'm saying, even, like that like, you don't the, you don't know these people? Yeah, of course. Okay. Of course, 100%. I think that they would tell you that even in being like a solo person, but, and this will get into the first question here and, and, and kind of, it, it's a good piggyback to the thing. When you say, what was your first learned behavior? My first learned behavior that I remember goes a lot into what we're talking about now. I never forget my, um, my godmother. 
But the lady that introduced me to the Dallas Cowboys, like, mm-hmm. made me a fan of them. Um, she worked with my mom, and I met her through my mom, and maybe I met her twice, second or third time, but this had happened. The first time she met me, she gave me like maybe five dollars or something like that. And this was like seven years old. That's huge. Like, yeah. Damn near like 50 today. <laughs> but the next time that I met her, when the next time that I seen her, I remembered it so vividly as even a child. Cause I was so embarrassed by it. The next time that I seen her, before I even asked for anything, I had my hand out. Like asking her for like, you got five dollars for me again. Cause that was such a thrill for me to have five dollars that age ago. Well, I would never forget how mad my mom's was, bro. Mm-hmm. She like nigga. I, she didn't say it in front of her. She kind of was like joked it off. Mm-hmm. But the essential conversation after she left was, I bet not ever, mm-hmm. ever see you going up with your hand out to anybody asking them for shit mm-hmm. other than me. You need something I can take care of. Well, you better have. But you don't go nowhere else with your hand out looking like you need something. Mm. And when you say first learned behavior and everything that you just spoke of stems from that. Mm. Most of the shit that you just spoke of, the by yourself, that you have this singular, most of it stems from it. I'd never ask people for stuff. Like, even when I was dating, like Sierra would have to offer me food like you want try this I'm good I don't want that what, here, have a piece of this Would or you even hungry? just yeah I could be hungry I, I don't ask wow. people for like I don't want a piece of your food I don't want none of yeah. your chips I don't want none of your, your a piece of your cake you eating something and enjoying it enjoy it but it stems from that I still remember that and at the same time, it makes me almost in a sense, it, and it's probably the only child thing. Like if I'm eating something, I don't like what nobody asks for. Yeah. Like I just I the that. other I day I was too. with my barber. Just the other day, like I said, I was with my barber. I went to Wendy's. And you know, you get the little four piece. You're like, man, let me get one of them nuggets. I'm like, bro, like, it ain't before in here. Like, you just, you was just at the window, bro. What do you mean let you get one? And I didn't give him one. And <laughs> so what did you say like, exactly? No, bro. I, it ain't before we in here. What do you mean? Why well, I ain't never had one of the spicy niggas? I'm like, well, bro, why you didn't get you none? You just bought like a fourteen dollar meal. Yeah, hey, keep it moving. But he know me. He know my personality. By yeah, now. It probably like, was nah, something. It ain't happening, bro. Yeah, like, you're not getting it. Like, yeah, you gotta get it out of your no tip, bro. <laughs> get it out of your tip. Unless you were starving, like, then I would have went back and I'd have bought you some nuggets. Yeah, but you ain't getting. But, you know what I'm saying? But you're, like, you're definitely not getting one of mine, bro. I'm like that too, though. But I ain't. Yeah. Don't ask. I hate when people ask. Don't ask me for my food, bro. I hate that. And again, I don't want to try your shit. I'm not going. I'm never going to ask you. Hey, let me get a little piece of that, man. Let me me try that, bro. That's facts. I I, I don't do that. But it all stems from that. And even the way that you were describing me, you said I think about you. Most of it stems from that. I don't ask people for anything. Like people will have to like, break, take this, bro. Like here. Like of course now. Once you get more close with your friends, I ain't gonna say I've never asked anybody for anything yeah. in my whole life. I ain't gonna stand on that. But what I will say is that most of the people that know me and like I'm explaining to you, they be like, yeah, that, that pretty much lines up. Yeah. Like I had to be in a real desperate situation. You know what I'm saying? And people, if I'm asking them for it, they would know it. I'm like, really, must really, yeah, must really it. like. Yeah, he needed. <laughs> Facts. So, but that's yeah. them from that very first time okay. that she reprimanded me from that. 
Okay. And that was probably one of my first learned behaviors. Don't you don't go asking nobody for shit, nigga. Like you can get that shit at home, or you better figure out how to get it yourself. So, mm. okay. But a lot of that stems from what we were talking about too. What say you? What was your first learned behavior like? Well, before I get there, <laughs> I was gonna say before you get into it, looks could kill is a chapter for chapter sixty three. Tell us how you came up with it, then go. Uh, I can't remember what I was listening to. It was something I was listening to, but this episode we talking about objectification. This is a it's a huge conversational piece. Arguably, could have had a woman here. Um, arguably, <laughs> but just it's it's it all it all stems from hip hop. Like this is it's just foundationally stuff stems from hip hop. And I just think about these things. It's like like learned behavior. You talk about where do we get this from, and then kind of like. You know, rap music and kind of the videos. I just kind of harken back to all these things. And then we get older, and you realize, oh, that ain't cool, bro. Like swiping a credit card between a girl's cheeks is crazy. You know what I mean? But we was like, yo, that was fire. You see that BT after dark, bro? Yo, you see that 50 cent? Come on, like, you know what I mean? But now you look at it, it's like, even last week talking about the the, the girl, I'm, uh, the, the rapper girl with the sex type thing, it's like, you know, you're 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 almost like objectifying yourself. You know what I mean? Like you're you're treating yourself as an item, not really like, you know what I mean? Like, anyway. So you have it, a great time about big sexy, sexy red. Yeah, her. Yeah. So it's just like you're I just been thinking that. about it, and I was just like, us as men, our behavior, and even I think I alluded to like a family member, like that's kind of a part of that. It's like, bro, you couldn't. We talked about. Um, escapism and women is one of them for some some men or, or vice versa and i talked about like a family member kind of like couldn't let it go and it kind of put him in a spot that he violated inside of the family so objectification is just I, really originally i was going to deal with addiction that's that was the uh but we'll we'll come back to that because i want to make sure we're ready <laughs> because it, it the, 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 the the you know denzel the, the, the gets deep jake you know what I'm saying? So I was just like, I ain't, I ain't ready yet. Like, <laughs> so I last minute hit an audible and said, let's talk about objectification, kind of our behavior as men towards women and how our viewpoint has changed over the years. So that's how I got there, bro. And then what about learned behaviors for you? What's the first yeah. one that you can think of? Uh, yeah. So my dad, like, um, speaking to him earlier in the show, he, Like I even talked to my wife about it before, but like even my bros, like my dad, like speaking of like not the father not really being in there, like he talked about what women warning him made him feel like. It built such a spark in him that he never had before. This acceptance, this attention, this swagger. It built so much in him that he kept wanting that feeling. So you're obviously pursuing women more and more. You're not being told that that's not the way to go. That's not the approach because, you you know, he, he ain't got no he, he don't have influence over me because he's not around enough. So that trickling down to me, my dad, when I finally got the age to actually have sex and pursue women, that was the mindset. Like he told me, it's like they could be fine. They don't have to be fine. You got to, you know, he was basically like, get your numbers up almost, so to speak. Like, like if they throwing it at you, go at it. Unless it's just flat out like it's a no go, like that was kind of the sentiment. Now, I'm paraphrasing; it's probably more detail. But he told Judas. Well, he said that's how he lived. That's how he lived, and so he uh, went out, when it was time for me to get in that space. We well, weren't training me that way, but he definitely implemented like a mentality of, 
Like, you know, you see that she might be this and that, you know, but she might got, you know, these legs or this and that. This you this is how you play it. So that that's what he knew. He knew that best as a father. Like as a man, he knew that more than anything. So that's what I got most of my childhood is like pursuing women. And but it's crazy because I never felt the same way, but I was forcing myself into that learned behavior. Like, but I guess too I broke impressive. away from it. You think yeah, too impressive. Not, uh, to be like him. His live body count is standard. ridiculous. It's it's live up to the standard that he set. Live up the standard that he set. So chasing What's women, looking at women body count? as a yeah, his body count's crazy. But looking at you women had to put as put a number on it. What was I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. I just okay. I need to know yeah. the context okay. of right. ridiculous body count. Tell me. All right. He he the number it's he says the number he says, I I don't believe him. But I tell you what I think is probably closer. Tell me what now tell me what he said. I want to know that one too. <laughs> I think he might have said 500. Mm. I think realistically, it's somewhere in the three. And I, I ain't even, I'm not putting nothing on it. Because daddy, I've seen him amongst his bros. and I mean, his cousins and them and stuff. And they, they all will be like, bro, like they, I ain't going to, I ain't going to put all this stuff on, on wax like that. Yeah, but yeah. like they had a bet and he definitely won the bet. Can you achieve this many in this amount of time? And he definitely won the bet. He got he got it done. He got it done. Now they weren't all tens, obviously, but <laughs> do you know do you know anyone that you run with or do you think anyone is close to his count that you was cool with? Like your generation, your friend group. Not at all. Really? Really. I mean, there's some guys that I've been around that I know they were getting active. But not nothing like that. He was on some different kind of like, this is my life's goal. This is my life's yeah, mission. You got some homeboys like that. I, I know yeah. I got at least, I got at least one homeboy that's probably up there to three, four, See? five. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He been, I'm talking about since like, since sixth grade, he been like. Yeah. <laughs> like that's their life, whole, that's their whole, like this yeah. is my talent. Yeah, his life revolved around. Like, I, I'm the NBA version of, the, like this is my, yeah. Yeah. But 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 the but the learned behavior I I can only imagine. And so that learned behavior it 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 trickled down to me and me trying to be that way. And so I did objectify women looking at them like as an item where I'm looking at every female relationship as this could be a possibility. I don't care how whatever it is, there's a possibility here. I would always mentally put myself in the space like I can be cool, you can be a homegirl, but there's always that part of me in the back of my mind like, could you see it going there though? Like, if you it, do if that, it, bro, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sick. No, I'm not sick. I'm a regular man, bruh. Like, what are you talking about? So you never had a platonic relationship? Yes, but I can't. I mean, that you didn't. That you didn't try. I, I, no, I would have times that I didn't try, but I would always have that thought. Ah, okay, but you wouldn't bring it to the table. I never bring it to the table. Never, never bring it to the table. No, no. And I know I ain't the only man that feels that way. Like there has been, like they had the thought they ain't gonna break up what's going on. But if it presented itself, you probably not gonna say no. Yeah, most men we do feel like that way. The difference is bringing it up and making okay. like comfortable. Like okay. if she look at you as a friend, and you like. What if you know? <laughs> yeah, that's, like that's the lamest shit in the world. It me. is. Yeah. I ain't built like most niggas. So like it is. Like, go ahead. but 
But you grew up in a, you grew up in a. That's why I do it. All women. Okay, so did you even have? Did you did you even run into this? Because you, if you grew up, I would always look at my my friend. Like I used to get teased. This don't bother me now. Like I would get teased amongst my friend groups of being scared of girls. Hmm. That's how. That's how passive or. Always been interested in girl. Don't get it. I don't want it to get twisted. Like I've always like had the crushes and been able to get my fair share of women. But I was ne- like what you're saying, that drive, I've never had that. And I don't know if it came from just growing up around so many women or or looking at one of my closest homeboys. Like he he's saying he's like you, but he's times 10. Like is this is my life's work, nigga. Like <laughs> At, at, at a certain age that's what he was leaving out the house for like his his goal in the yeah, day like yeah i gotta get some pussy today like that's my goal like waking up to any phone call that i make any movement is towards that like i grew up with some people like that so it's always made me kind of not as it wasn't a big a deal to me like mm. I, i've never been under that much pressure like it almost seemed niggas would stress themselves out, mm-hmm. stress themselves out to put themselves in position. Yeah, that's true. Pussy. Yeah. Or say shit about their homeboys or do weird shit. And I've always been able to notice it. I'm a very observant person. I'm like, bro, you doing all of these putting on the show for shit five, bro? Four? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, why? Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah, they because they on but a again, whole different. Yeah. Again, I don't know if it was just. Growing up around all women, only child or whatnot. But yeah, I, I I used to go through that with my homeboys where they would tease me. Oh man, you scared of her? You scared of the girls? Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. Absolutely. Um, but that you was gr- younger though. I want to get it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. He's a gentleman now. He knows how to, you know. But you um you grew up in an era where the the objectification was even cr- the craziest probably in hip hop. It was the bling bling. I would consider it the bling bling era. Is that the accurate, or we want to go further back? Or? That's that's an accurate. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's so we, yeah. So we we masterpiece bling bling era, and this is not a hip hop conversation. We're done with that for today. But so you grew up in an era where there's these male figures that serve, like you said in previous conversations, like father figures, like leaders, like somebody to look up to. And we see these videos, you see these beautiful women, they call them video vixens back in the day for those that are young that are listening. Like we don't see it much now because the video is kind of obsolete, but you getting, you see these beautiful women all, all the time. And then they're like pushed and pushed and pushed. And so at some point we're looking for, and I'm going to take it even deeper in the conversation after this what what did you think when you would see these women and i imagine did you even watch bt uncut back then absolutely okay bt uncut all of that shit absolutely so what Ooh, how I would you when i saw them? yeah like well i mean i know what you think you saw but like but so like <laughs> like okay so let me try to put it i want to try to bring it bring it somewhere here and you can like looking at women it's like objectification like looking at women like an item and not actually like a human like an equal counterpart of a human being looking at them as an item so just so i can give the backdrop me and my cousin was in sixth grade and we thought we was all that we looked at every girl should be on us we was like arrogant this is probably the only time i can remember being arrogant in my life we were arrogant 
we would try to pursue girls, try to touch their butt. It's a different era. Sixth grade. They didn't like us or they diss us or whatever. We say, suck my nuts. Sixth grade. Like, yeah. I, obviously, we're kids, so this is crazy. Like, this? What year was it? Like 2000? You know what? It's probably 2002. You know, wrestling era. You know, you got to suck it, all that, you know. Yeah, little X. Yeah, little X. Yeah, all that was in there. <laughs> but. You know, I knew about the X, did you? Yeah. Know? All right, man. I know you're watching, but it, it hit pop culture. That's what's up. Uh, but I used to watch it back then, about 2001. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's but that was like we looked at them like items, like we called ourselves pimps. Like, we wasn't looking, even though these are girls, like, I mean, they're not women, but they're girls. But we're looking at them like it's okay, I can grab their butt, it's okay, I I can, I'm gonna I'm lean, I'm gonna go in for the hug, like, oh, I got a hug. Like, we're not looking at them like girls that like respecting them like that. We wasn't respecting, and we grew up for the most part. Until we finally got to that I mean bro Even you get into adulthood And you still don't realize There's a problem You don't realize You're not looking at women Like women You're still looking at them Like an object In some kind of way What can you do for me How can you serve me We ain't got to the, You know what I mean It took me to this point I ain't gonna say now But maybe a few years back And I'd be Very transparent To realize it's like You can't just look at them As like a sexual object Because you're a horny horny toad because of your internal sexual desire every woman is not that like look at them as your counterpart look at them as your co-worker look at them as your friend look at them as your don't you can't and and a lot of men don't even a lot of men don't even realize this happens like i can't tell you how many times i went out with my dad and it's literally and that's why i say i have to retrain myself but i don't want to talk too much but have you Do you echo any of these sentiments Or are you just like Nah I'm cool bro I just Finish what you were saying You, you know how many times You went out your dad He'd be like Oh I'd smash her Oh it's always like Yeah like check her out Like yo look at her Listen, like, it, it wasn't even like You know what I mean it, it doesn't matter So I realized Like some stuff is embedded in me That Well I think one I think that's different From the That may not be I, I feel like as men We always look And that's the first thing That crosses our mind Okay Like Like that's That's I almost feel like that's normal. Like you be like I know we used to do this when we were like teenage, like ah oh, smash. So like that's the first thing you think and not <laughs> you know what I mean like Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She got a nice voice, nice hair, like oh, <laughs> she got a nice voice. Yeah, like uh, none of that. Like none yeah. of that. I was dope little car she drive. Oh, she in the band, she may be going places. The first thing to cut, like, oh yeah, I'll smash her. That would be the first thing yeah, that's true. thinking, yeah. Yep. As men, we just that's how we wired. But you can work past it. I think. I think most men are not animals. We are able to work past it. Like you're able to to keep your intrusive thoughts different from like being a regular everyday person and, and not letting that leave the forefront of your thoughts. Mm. So yeah, of course, growing up around women, I didn't have that personal like you said with your dad. Mm-hmm. But when I got with my friends, absolutely. Or any other male that you dealt with, it was the same way. Hmm. It was the exact same way. I think we all like that. Then you just figure out ways to control it. You start loving women more. You meet that one that mm-hmm. wasn't what you expected. You're like, ah, oh, shit. Now your nose open. Now you start to notice the possibilities okay. of what a woman could be. I think a lot of that is, and, and here's where growing up with women helped me not to be that way as much mm-hmm. like 
very early on in my life before it was a sexual objectification of women like I understood what women could be like I see my mom I had a cousin that I grew up with this my same age I grew up around my grandmother like I said my great-grandmother I have younger cousins that are females that I like kind of raised and talked went to school with me and I walked into the bus stop and shit so very young for me it was like oh okay there's all these different roles that you're supposed to play in a woman's life before it's oh I want to fuck her mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like I learned all of that through family first mm-hmm. it was very like it was right there I couldn't avoid it mm-hmm. the only time that I was able to avoid it is when I was out with the homeboys when I was able to start going out by myself we started going to the club at like 12 years old we was in like teen nights at 12, 11, 12 years old. Then you start to see it. Then you start to see how the people acting. We're like, oh, okay. And that's when I started to loosen up a little bit. But again, like I told you, I would get teased around that age for maybe a year or two more. Like, oh, you scared of girls. But no, it was just, I grew up differently as far as how I'm looking at them. And I never you had, had a respect. voice in my ear. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I never had that voice in my ear like what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like how you're saying your dad would. Yeah. Like this, that you supposed. I never was told that. Talked to about me and my mom. Never had a conversation about sex or girls or dating mm-hmm. or anything of that nature. So all of that stuff came from me being outside in the streets. Like I said, we started going to clubs at 11, 12 years old. Now I see how niggas is treating girls on the dance floor. Now I see bitches coming in here with little dresses on and shit like that at 14, 15. They older than me, three, mm-hmm. four, five years older than me. I see those girls leaving with dudes that's 18, 19 years old. It's damn near grown. Like, oh, okay. Then I started getting the perception of like mm-hmm. what you're talking about. Yeah. But it wasn't early on for me. I didn't have a male figure to teach me those things or like what you're saying Push to it, apply like that pressure <laughs> yeah to apply the pressure like nah this is what you're supposed to be doing yeah this is yeah. i never had that yeah my i was always like i always leaned on or was around women to hear how they talk you know they, they to help them out i'll come lift this up for me come open this come do this you the boy you're the only boy here you're supposed to be doing this so i had that instilled in me really early versus what, what you're saying so, so that kind of worked in your benefit, you know, as far as I know we talk yeah, about benefit. And like I said, you got ridiculed for it though, because again, yeah. I was probably the only nigga that was raised like that. Yeah, most of yeah. my other homeboys had male cousins that were older than them. They had brothers, they had uncles. So them going home, getting that, then all of us meeting up, and them having all of that masculine energy, and me being around all of that feminine energy, it was like a little like damn. Can't See, that's where I was gonna go with it. Yeah, you started to pick it up. That's where I wanted to go. There became a form of identifying my masculinity, my manhood to that. You know, we we talked about Kevin Samuels, rest in peace. Uh that he that that we had a clip on here many, many episodes ago, but like uh, it might have been about masculinity or whatever, but like I started to identify with that. And then you gotta also imagine I got a brother that were questioning is he straight or not? So you imagine the push under the radar for me becomes stronger of I got to do this. This is this is what makes me a man. This is what it looks like. You know what I'm saying? And then and I'm going to tie it into something more. And this may require a part two. I don't know. But pursuing that and then like and this is this will probably tie more into addiction. But I'm I'm going to give a uh, foreshadow here. When we get to the place of like pornography, we get to a place like that. You talk about the highest level of objectification. We'll look at it 
Like, you know, and like people be like, oh, well, that's what they signed up for. That's what they want to do. They want to be looked at. They want to. But if we be honest and 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 like, <laughs> I'll talk more about that on a on a on an addiction episode. Yeah, because that is so much deeper. But that is like another layer that I know I could get into, and we'll probably be here for a whole at least another forty five if I get into that. But like, I just identify with that, and I guess I guess that's what makes this interesting because you're. You grew up around women, so your respect level was a little bit different. Now, I grew up around my mom, and I always honored her and looked at her as like a queen. So it never was like that. But okay, let me ask this. This this one I ask. Like, so there's a difference. There's there's like two kind of men, right? That all men we all look at them in some kind of ways in a sexual form because you feel like that's natural. Okay. Yep. Do you feel like we're equal or different? Of the man that has those that sexual urge that he just looks at her and he thinks about her in that way versus the man that looks at her and decides I have to try, like because you're saying like it's okay that we have that thought but we're not basically bringing the action to like we're just having the thought. So you feel like there's a difference between bringing the action and, and not? No, I don't think that this. <coughs> I think when you're doing too much, ain't nothing wrong with trying. Like I can't gauge a nigga for for like, like shooting a shot per se. Just because I wouldn't do it in some scenarios, or this person wouldn't do it, and this person would. I don't gauge you for that. It's the doing too much part. Of it. Like once you shoot your shot, now I got to make her feel a certain way because she said no, or now I got to be extra with it when I get the number and like when I go back over to the homies and just add the extra sauce to it. It's it's the like I said the approach is fine. I don't know. That's nothing. Like, I may not do it, but you may. But it's the extra shit after the approach. It's plus the approach. Like I, I, I gotta add this sauce to it because I'm that nigga, or because she didn't fuck with me, or she thought she was too good, or whatever it may yeah, be. No, yeah, yeah, add yeah. to it. That don't give her like she can just like you said she can just be a woman. Like no, nah, I'm good. And leaving it at that, it's cool. But some kind of way or another, that hurt some men's ego because they build so much to themselves around oh I can get any bitch or this that and the third so when a bitch is denying them now your feelings hurt now <laughs> you, you calling them that you yes, like, go forward I get it that's a part of your language but that is a funny thing right there in the midst of but go ahead yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that, you see what I'm saying though like it's yeah. some dudes just like it like well that's that 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 for me would be the more uh, thing yeah. as far as anything. So like you start downing them, kind of. Yeah, like but you you extra with it, bro. Like it's got to be a, a big thing. And mm-hmm. Got this chick number and like tell you what, grabbing your balls and everything. Like yeah, yeah. Even even a nigga that be like, like did you used to have a homeboy? Uh, he was coming up because y'all had cell phones. Like the nigga that was like always caking, oh yeah, always on the phone. Yeah, like y'all playing the game. Like, y'all be quiet, man. I'm on. I want like bro, cut the music down. For always like, like yeah, like yeah, yeah. Neck neck tilted. Yeah, fuck out of here, nigga. Bro, that right there, the extra shit like that. <laughs> what that, that would be the same for me. Like while I'm looking at a nigga like sideways. So. Hmm. What do you think about this? We we'll, we'll bring it to a close here. I think there's so much more. Do you think that this is this warrants a part two? First off, yeah, 
because I was going to get into a little bit of. Okay, I learned well, really early. Yeah, go ahead. No, you good. That's what I was just saying. I learned early and throughout my years of just because again I'm real family oriented. It wasn't someone like your dad was telling you like chase skirts essentially. Mm-hmm. That's what a man's supposed to do. I had the view of a woman telling me that. Oh, a man's supposed to cut grass. Oh. He's supposed to work. He's supposed hmm. to take the trash out. He's supposed to. So I had those things in my head as the things that, oh, mm-hmm. I can do this, do this, do this. And I was learning that, like, versus most of my friends, like what you're saying, a man telling you the other side of it. Yeah. I was telling, wow. I was being told by a woman what she wanted a man to be, not by a man mm. what a man should be doing. And <laughs> as I got out, started getting into the world with my homies, you start to see the difference. Mm. That make you feel less than? Hell no. Oh, not in, not in the, not me. But it, it, it never in the slightest. I, I, well, I'm I saying like, did you question like your recognize your masculinity? I mean, I know you talked about the thing about um, the when you, when you you know when you was with your girl at the time, like the this going back and forth. But like even before that, did you even question that at all when you started to get out with them? It's like when they were calling you like well, scary. No, because or, I was so cognizant of it. But I, I mean, I knew I would not nothing wrong against you weren't on that but i knew i wasn't that yeah i knew i wasn't yeah. that yeah but i also knew that it was put in my head early like i was telling you what a man should, should do that i could do those things like you should be playing football or you should be rough and like you know wrestling all of this stuff like that all that stuff was encouraged as well so i knew it wasn't okay. i knew it wasn't that i was feminine because i and 100% knew I wasn't feminine and I was like <laughs> one time and my mama maybe I was five or six years old would see me playing with a dog with my cousin that's a girl oh you know, man we definitely well, grew up in that era we grew never touched up a doll in that again. era boy. like never again my nigga oh, like cause man. you gonna hear about it and uh yeah, yeah it, it was never anything why I questioned my masculinity or questioned my sexuality I just recognized the difference in oh okay I and then again, I started meeting the people who taught them this. Mm-hmm. It's like, these are my homeboys. So now I'm getting to meet his uncle. Now I'm getting to meet his cousin. Now I'm getting to meet his dad. And I'm like, oh, and they telling me the things that I've never heard before. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I see this, that, and third. That now you start to put two and two together. And I ain't never been a dumb dude. So, yeah, I mean, I wasn't ignorant to what was going on and, and what the influence was versus their influence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and let me and let me clarify a little more. Uh, I think my dad just to shoot him more bell. Like he was really pushing just all around flyness. Like he was, it, he was all about it. The whole, the whole That's thing. That's a part like, of it. Yeah, You're like right. that Absolutely. was a big part of. It, but of course, it's the gear. It's the, you know, when we was kids, he had us. We had to do rag the waves. You know, we he gave us a little, you know, the little fake. China, the little fake chains at the Chinese beauty store, like China, you know. What I mean, he all of it was about the flyness, like all of it, you know. He was all he, you remember them joints, a little, them things are I so saved, light, bro. I saved twenty dollars. <laughs> I saved twenty dollars, maybe as a nine or ten year old nigga to get one of them nugget rings out bro. of the Chinese store. Bro, my no. mom cussed me the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Dog, yeah, yeah, I, I like that was the fly shit in the yeah. world, bro. I saved my allowance, I know for a good little minute, and went up there and bought me at uh, serious, dude. The name is so man, 
we walked from the center to the store. I was so excited, nigga. I had one of them big fat ass rings. It cost nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, man, but that was hey, that hey, people talk yeah. about that Chinese beauty shop. It's in the culture, it's a minute. Uh, but yeah, he, just, he was just pushing all around flyness because that's what he knew best. He didn't know anything else about fathering. You know what I mean? So that's he, he just knew. Give. So that's what he had to give. So it 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 it's been a blessing that I've managed to start to figure out these behaviors that are not not on point and, and that's why i'm glad i have a a wife especially in the stage that she's in stage i am she's more understanding about things that i i, I talk about those challenges challenges in a way because it's a real thing like you know it's it's not just so black and white like that it's you have to work through so many things that are generational and genetic before you can get to the place like okay i i think i got it it's corrected it's so much that goes there and it's like just Telling somebody, oh, you're just this. Like, bro. You know what I mean? Like, so um, just to end on this ending note, um, before I guess we'll we'll do a part two. We're gonna bring um I, I do have a another special guest lined up, uh a woman uh in the future. So, but I got a whole different conversation for that. But this may be a part two. I got plenty of part twos I want to do from some stuff we talked about, but we'll revisit that at another date. But I'll just say on the Rich ending. To tap in with us next week, right? Yeah, Rick. Yeah, Rick should be tapped. Yeah, Rick should be tapped in with us next week. So uh, he'll probably give us he his real time. Him so much today in the chat, I don't even know if he still want to come on. Man. Oh man, that's crazy. <laughs> y'all wild, man. Y'all some wild. Y'all too. We y'all, wild. Y'all, You're y'all. Wild. You said Bernie Mac wasn't a funny comedian. Uh, he was a better actor. It's just insane. No, it's, okay. Let's look at you. Look at you him. said you didn't like. Look, look at what, what did I say? What did I say? <laughs> you said you didn't. You said look at you, Doctor Melfi and Carmella Bernie right Mac. now. <laughs> you said I prefer Bernie Mac as an actor. Okay, which there is we go. Insane. Well, how's that insane? Like his stand, his stand up is legendary. He's. he's I'm not. I, I take nothing. Away, I take nothing away from his stand up. He is a legend. I. It's not my. Who do I think is funny? Yeah, I think Dave Chappelle is funny. Later days. Who else then? So you don't, but you don't like Patrice O'Neal? I've seen oh, some yeah, stuff. I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to revisit. I'm going to check out some check of his funny stuff on YouTube. I am willing, I'm willing to go on YouTube and check out. So I tell you who I think that's funny that are not like super huge. I thought uh, Tony Roberts. I think he's pretty funny. Like you probably these are people that are not super huge, but you'll see them in them comedy lineups. But yeah, Tony Roberts. Rich might know he's deep with it. Tony Roberts is funny to me. Uh, uh, what's his name? Arnaz J. Uh, when at his prime, ah, man, he got this whole. Ah, well, yeah, he had this whole skit about getting a whooping. That man in the nineties, uh, Def Comedy Jam. Um, the reason he just all kind of Tony Rocks. He is funny. Yeah, uh, is, I won't say I hate him. That's price. His later I, stuff not I, as funny, but like his earlier stuff, like he was. Uh, I don't like physical comedy. Okay, well then that yeah, I can see you not liking it. Then. Yeah, like yeah, that that's part of it. That that ain't necessarily the funniest part for me with the. Uh, and then there's some people on like I watched like a years ago the Bad Boys comedy Diddy lineup or whatever. There's some there was a lot of the comedians on there I really rock with too. It's it's, it's quite a few like I'm you like Carlos Miller. No, nah. it's just that typical Southern everyday humor that it's like I get it. I would like to hear you tell me stories more than like you trying to set up a joke because it's not really that funny to me. It's like oh okay cool. You like that dude in class that like people laughing at and I'm looking at like oh, oh okay oh okay like you ain't <laughs> you got that everyday humor that's cool I ain't I can I understand why people laugh but it's just not that like 
Dave Chappelle, I'm an art guy. Like, this is how, if you, Rich, whoever's listening, if y'all want to send me something, I am an art guy. So understand, like, low-hanging fruit, the every, like, I need the, like, setups, like, get creative. Like, Dave Chappelle telling us the joke and then telling the joke, like, the setup and, the, and, you know, that. I even used to, like, you know, of course, most of us, like, the early Kevin Hart stuff, I related to that because he was a regular dude. I'm like, oh, this is regular stuff, you know, um, in the early days, you know, but whatever. Um, but yeah, person I was gonna ask you about, but I can't even think his name, man. Country Rick, Wayne. huh? Country, country Wayne? Wayne, like Country Wayne. I like his skits. Got a new special on Netflix. I like. I, I ain't. I ain't listen. I ain't listen to the stand-up, but I like his skits though. This kiss is pretty good. Like his faces and everything. Like he be like, <laughs> yeah, he hit the net. But again, I like people with the skits. But sometimes the stand up is not the same because you can't quite bring the picture. You can't quite. Yeah, you can't bring the picture together in the same way. I got to lean all the way into you right there on the spot. So um, some people need an ensemble. Like let's be real, you know. Um, but but yeah, yeah, I, I, got I, into I, that because we said Richard be on here, but you disrespected Killer Mike. You disrespected Patrice O'Neal and you disrespected Bernie Mac in one day. Which is I didn't do, the only person I disrespected was Killer Mike. That's the only person. Crazy. I yeah, said you listen to the album to disrespect him like that. I listened to that song you said. I I've listened to I listened to rap music. I listened to Run the Jewels, a couple of them. No, 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 no. This ain't nothing like that. This is different. I'm bro, all I, this this is different from all of that. This ain't that all of that's like hardcore like rap rock shit. This is this is like a story. This is like how did you become Killer Mike? That's what this album is. But his, it's like, bro, it's his cadence. Like, I don't like his cadence. His voice, I don't like. I just he, he his style. I don't. I just don't like his style. Like, I'm not saying he can't rap. I just, just it's it sounds so basic when I hear it. I'm like, bro, I, I'd rather listen to Big Boy. I'd rather listen to one of Big Boy's latest albums than Killer Mike. And that says a lot. I, I think you'll feel differently if you listen to the new album, bro. I, I do. If you listen to that new album, Michael. I'll I, no, I tell you what. Here's what you can do. As an artist, you'll do it. Give me. I got to listen to Ryan Leslie. Give me three songs. No, I ain't going to do that. I ain't going to do it to you. I know better than to sing y'all my stuff. Because I already know y'all immediately. I'm out. I'm not going to even do it. That's why you ain't see me saying y'all check out. I ain't going to do it. Because I already know y'all, y'all on my head already. So I ain't going to even do that. But I'll give you this. Give me three songs off the album. That's up to you. I will give you them a you chance. You listened to that motherless enough. You I did listen, listen to, to the motherless. Yeah, yeah I, it was cool. It was cool. It, it wasn't. It, he was trying to reach for something that wasn't really there. I've heard deeper. I, 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 I've heard deeper, more emotional. It's just, it, it, it's a good song, but it's not deep like he was trying to make it to be. That's that's what Killer Mike is to me. He's trying to be deep, but he don't have the capability. That's why I don't really like it. That's a part of why I don't like his stuff like that. He's trying to go for it, but you don't have it, bro. Um, but send me three songs tonight if you can, because I'll download them tonight and I'll listen to them tomorrow. Give me three songs off the album that you feel like, okay, this is the that reflects. And if they're good, I hit you back and I say, I'm gonna check out the whole thing. But if not, then you know, y'all get that reaction. But um, and I figure I bet y'all figure out something to send to y'all, but I, I know y'all like anyway, but um Leslie King Cuddy, man. I ain't gonna sing I know Ryan. I ain't gonna sing I know Ryan. I ain't gonna I, I will think real hard before I sing y'all something, like for sure. Oh uh, but all right, man. Well before we get out of here, what you got going on lately, bro? Uh what's what where can they find you? What can they check out? Anything you want the fans, the listeners, supporters to hear from Spike Lou at this moment. 
But make sure you guys go check out the On Deck TV show every Wednesday, Dead End Sports on Tuesdays, doing a review for the season two of Loki on Disney. So if you're a Marvel fan, look at y'all. Yep, I'm going to be hosting that when Nick Nick is about to leave and take another job, so he's leaving the show. Um, but I'm going to take his place as host for the review of Loki. And uh, of course, good honors. Another week in the books. Organic. You'll see us doing a lot of work with here in the, in the next couple of shows and things that I'm a part of. Shout out to the, the good people over there at Real Organics. And you know, that's it. What about you? Uh, yeah, same thing. I I want I I'm gonna keep promoting like and build the anticipation. But season four, uh, roll the audio drama series for those that are listening that just really rock with me. Whatever I put out, I'm gonna give y'all the real. It's gonna be behind a paywall. I've finally decided it is going to be an audio book. It will officially be an audio book. That is the decision I've made. So it won't be quite like the previous seasons as far as all of the sounds, but you will get my voice. And you will get some other special things within it, but it will be an audio book. So it's going to be for purchase. It'll be all original me. I'm reading it. Uh, it's not going to be a super long book. It's going to be just like in the sequence of episodes but it'll be in chapters eight chapters uh but that is the way i'm going to release it so i don't have no legal troubles no legal issues i don't know the price yet but i gotta record it but i really need a space to do it and i'm not really at the location to do it right now but that is the way it's going to be released i want to put it on audible wherever i can put it i want to put it there but nonetheless season four the audio book of roll the drama series will be coming out soon good earners every monday Appreciate y'all. The phone number, man, y'all can reach out 470-318-5034, 470-318-5034. It's not for us to talk on the phone with you because this is what the show is for, but you can text it. You can leave a voicemail. You, know, you can leave a topic. Like show it. ideas, thoughts, comments, yeah. anything. Anything. And uh, AWITB2022 at gmail.com. If y'all want to email us, whatever you feel about the show, uh, leave reviews leave comments rate subscribe we need all that y'all if y'all feel like this show is revolutionary if y'all feel like this show is powerful we need y'all to do that because we can't we can't do it alone it takes a village so we need y'all man do like dro start anytime people looking for something new put them on it you know what i mean so uh we appreciate y'all man anything else watch those get those views up on you oh definitely youtube i can't how can i forget like you said rate subscribe like Rate, subscribe, like, tell a friend. Rate, subscribe, like, tell a friend. Rate, subscribe, like, tell a friend. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.